Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. I got a story for you. From being left at a yard sale as a 12-week-old baby to losing 160000 of his own money in a failed company, Kyle Livingston knows what failure feels like, tastes like, and smells like. He did not let his circumstances determine his attitude or his success in life. From the lessons he learned, Kyle has built three seven-figure brick-and-mortar companies and helped turn nine companies that were in the red to be wildly profitable. Now, as a business consultant and coach, his goal is to help others turn chaos into profit. It's going to be an excellent conversation today. I'm really excited about this. Kyle, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to hop on, uh, give a big tip to the audience and serve them at the highest level. So thanks for having me. I love it. I love it. Dude, let's take a step back. Let's tell everyone who you are and why you are so amazing. (laughs) always a tough thing to lead into. But like you said, Kyle Livingston, I live outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And my expertise is really gamifying business and going into specifically online companies, finding hidden cash, finding little pockets of money that we can pull out for the for the owner, and then really focusing on getting the owner out of the day to day operations of the business so they can focus on you know, the freedom that they wanted, that's the reason they started their business, but they've actually turned it into a job. So we'd be really good at helping visionaries take their job that they've built for themselves and actually turn it into an enterprise. You know, what's interesting about that is I have recognized that exact scenario in my trajectory as well, where I, where, where I would do the bulk of the work, I would be the Superman being like, well, no one else is going to do it as good as I can. Right. And I would hire people just for them to disappoint me because I'm thinking that this one VA can do graphic design, can do content, can run paid Uh ads, can do social and can edit audio. Right. Doesn't happen. You know, yeah, I can do all that, but I think my time is a little bit more valuable. Right. So I, so I try to You're looking for a unicorn as we call them. Unicorns. Exactly. Or a Jeff, you know, just find a Jeff. Or a Jeff. But typically the Jeffs own the businesses. Mm hmm. That's exact. So. That's exactly right. And you know something? The, my big revelation for this was, you know, I was used to putting in, you know, anywhere from nine to 12 hours a day, you know, five days a week getting the stuff done. And then when you go on vacation or you try to go someplace for two weeks in Europe, right, you realize that, you know, you don't want to sit inside a hotel and try to run and do all this stuff, you know, and you're in a different time zone, you're in a totally different latitude. You want to start doing mm-hmm. it. So I was able to get so much done in like three hours and delegate mm-hmm. the rest that I was able to then go out, see the sites and, you know, do whatever. And then mm-hmm. when you come back, you know, you fall back into that old routine, you know, where you're taking the nine to 12 hours to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
basically what we're talking about here is a lot of it is delegation, but there's also some really big mindset shit that needs to happen here. Oh yeah. Talk to me a little bit about how you help people identify that. And first of all, you know, the first step in any, you know, in any treatment program, you got to admit it, right? So how do you get them to admit (laughs) it and then move on from there? To be honest, I think that's one of the hardest parts of working with visionaries and uh, CEOs is getting them. The phrase I use is most business owners are like feral cats and they have to pee on everything. And it's like, realistically, we have a saying, it's getmo, good enough to move on. I'll sit there and have conversations. And typically we start out with figuring out what the business owner is really good at that's unique to the business owner, to the visionary. Like, what are the things that only you can do? Typically, it's three to five things. And then I have the visionary CEO, whatever you want, whatever title you want to give them. I then have them go and spend a little bit of time watching themselves in that nine to 12 hours a day through a time study, writing down all of the things that they do. And then at the end of the week, I have them go through and I have them highlight every single thing that did not fit their core three to five things that they should be doing. And that's really the first step for them to open their eyes of like, holy cow, I'm spending a lot of times doing things that I shouldn't be doing. And if I spent more time doing the things that I should be doing or that only I can do, there's literally a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow if I decide to actually move in that direction. So that's how I start opening that conversation. But they typically have a really hard time moving out of like the technician role, as I call it, to that producer role, someone who can come in and lead a team or lead a lead a small army of VAs, especially when things start to get hectic, especially when things start to get stressful or expectations are unmet, right? When they wanted the unicorn to do 30 things and they only got seven done, the visionary and integrator will tend to fall back into those patterns. And we have to place some type of a monetary goal for them of like, hey, if this task isn't worth 375 an hour or 575 or whatever their hourly rate is that they've determined for themselves, it's a must. You have to delegate it or you're not going to be able to grow. So delegation, it's not an easy process for people to do, right? And I'm even talking to all of these mid-management people who may be listening right now, who maybe have, you know, like close to a seven-figure salary right now in corporate, and then they're going to go off on their own and thinking that they can do all this stuff. And you know something? Not only you can't do it, right? Because, well, you can fake that you can do it, and maybe you think that you're doing it right. But the fact of the matter is you shouldn't be doing it, right? You shouldn't be doing this stuff. And trying to figure out how to manage these people, how to hire these people, how to even identify what it is that they're going to do for you. I mean, that is a mini project in and of itself. Let's talk a little bit about that because, uh, you know, before we segue into the other parts, I want to make sure that we really dog this thing really well. How do you figure out what needs to be delegated and how do you delegate that part out? Yeah. So the first thing that I come to when looking at what should be delegated, right? We could, we go back to that little week long time study that I had them do and highlight everything that they shouldn't be doing. And then I asked them a question of like, which one of these things takes the most emotional energy out of you? Like I'm working with a client right now who has been leading his sales team for the last three to five months. You know, they, they grew a sales team internally. He's been leading it and it just suffocates his energy. And so he'll hop on the sales meetings and he'll listen to sales call reviews and by, you know, 11 o'clock, he's like, dude, I don't want to get on camera and do my, my attractive character stuff. I don't want to coach our students. Like it was so fatiguing for him to lead the sales team that once we got him out of leading the sales team and put a sales director in that position for him, 
we literally, I'm not exaggerating or, or, or being dramatic here. We literally doubled his business in 30 days because he had the energy to go focus on the things that drove revenue to his business. And so I use that cheat sheet of a time study to say, what are the things you shouldn't be doing? And then go through and star right next to those highlighted items on what are the things that you hate doing the most. And like, let's start there. And this goes for your business, for your house and everything. Like if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, and a CEO, or wannabe, and you're like cleaning your own home and mowing your own lawn and washing your own cars, like you shouldn't be. And most of you know that, and that seems really reasonable. But when we get into business, it's like, well, I have to wash this piece of my business because if I don't do it, no one else will. And you have to get over that because there are, promise you, I promise, there are a lot of people that are as good, if not better at doing something than you are. You know, just to drive that point home, uh, when I first started this podcast, I was just like, you know something, how long could editing a 20 minute episode actually take? Right. Six and a half hours later, I was only halfway done through it. Right. And I didn't enjoy it. Right. It was just listening to your own voice. It's like, oh my God, please shoot me now. It's the worst thing in the world. It's the worst (laughs) thing in the world. Right. Then I went on to Fiverr and I found this guy in the UK who did it in a half an hour. And he did a, such a much better job mm-hmm. that I could have ever have done. And it's not just that he did it faster, right? So, you know, like we all have the same tools, the Adobe Premiere, Adobe Audition, you know, things like that. You know, it's not that hard to figure those tools out. The thing sure. is, is that this guy applied all of these different plugins to make my voice and the, my, uh, my guest voice really pop, right? And that's what they mm-hmm. do with these episodes as well. And I went out and I'm like, well, wait a second. Well, what if I go and download them? So I went out and I researched every one of these plugins. And it turns out the guy had $700 worth of plugins just to, you know, that he was applying to my voice, <laughs> right? And and each one of them has their own little settings. How do I know how many megahertz to set this or to set that, right? And it was right. just like, oh my God. And this guy did it for under 50 bucks. And yeah. I'm like, dude, that was just yeah. a huge eye opener for me. And it just cleared the playing field. It's like, okay. <laughs> Now I can really start interviewing more people and start talking about, you know, bigger and better things. So, you know, direct to your point, even though you think you can do it, there's always someone who can do it better. So thank you so much for that. Always. You know, yeah. I, I want to shift this a little bit by talking about the chaos in your business, right? Because, you know, a lot of us are really, you know, running on some kind of adrenaline that's, you know, pushing us forward, whether it's, you got to get it done by, you know, by four o'clock in order to go pick up the kids, or you want to get away for the weekend, or you're constantly attached to that six inch device, you know, in your hand, how do you help people, you know, like the next steps now that they've identified, yes, I have a problem. Let's start implementing. What are the next steps for that? It is different for everybody. But going back to our conversation, we having a bit of a minute ago, the main thing that you should be looking for. And I think the one big tip that I would give you is how can you create leverage, right? You get a big enough lever, you can move the world. And I think business ownership and running a business, we all got into this for a couple of reasons, freedom of time or freedom of financially, one of the two or both. And the only way that you're ever going to actually accomplish that is through creating leverage. Now, Leverage, I want to be super practical here. Leverage can come in the form of people. It can become in the form of hiring a, an executive assistant or a virtual assistant or a video editor or any, any, many labor technician type of role. There is thinking leverage where you can bring people in to leverage their brain power, right? This is found through masterminds, through coaches, through consultants. There's systematic leverage 
where you can build out systems that do things for you. Like we have a client right now that we're working with where they have about 150 new clients that they bring into them a month and it's a fitness offer. And they have about 150 new clients that come in per month and their coaches were doing everything manually, like literally counting line by line by line, how many active students they had in the program. And we went in, systematized and automated that. And they literally went from spending two to three hours a week doing this manually to spending less than 30 minutes over the entire course of a month. And as a business owner, that's time, right? I no longer have to pay this person a salary for these, these six or these uh, 12 hours a month. I'm only paying them a salary for 30 minutes. And I get that 11 and a half hours back from them to push bigger projects forward or to simply put that profit back into my pocket. And so you have labor, you have mind, you know, brain power, decision-making power, and you have systematic leverage. And so as a business owner, looking for leverage in one of those areas is going to give you the results that you wanted, which are the financial or the emotional and time freedom. What kind of resistance do you get when you start pushing those levers and, you know, people are like, no, I can't give that up not giving that up. Like, what are you nuts? Like put all this into an automated sequence. I need someone to hear my voice, yeah. right? I don't want some yeah. automated email that just sounds robotic. How do you get them to shift away from yeah. that? Typically it's through data. Typically it's through like, okay, Hey, I totally understand your fear of switching into this automated system. Here's the deal. If we do this and it doesn't work, we'll flip the switch and put it right back. But we look at data and we say, if this does work and you do get the time back, is it worth it? And typically the answer is yes. And typically we can say, okay, well, let's give this a shot. Let's give this a try. And if it doesn't work, it completely explodes. We're out a week opportunity costs. We're out a week of leads. Let's revert back to the old system. But 90% of the time we move into a new automated system, they realize how much freedom it gives them. And they're okay with the 80-20 rule here saying, hey, like that might not be exactly how I would say it, but it's getting us 80% of the results and I get 100% of my time back. And so typically it's through testing, through data, through really trial and error sometimes with the visionary, but it also has to do a lot with their mindset of like, do you actually want freedom or do you want a job? You can't have both. Exactly. You know, I think one of the biggest parts for me was the freedom to be able to, yeah. uh, to run my business and to run my life the way I want. I tell people all the time now that I am certified unemployable at this point, you know, that just the thought Same. I drive past office parks on I-95 and I cringe. Right. I ju just by driving oh, yeah. past them, I'm like, oh, my God, people actually inhabit that, you know, and it's like, dude, you know, it's like I just can't get it out of my head. You know, I was one of those corporate refugees for so long. And it was just corporate one of those things refugee, that I love that, you know, and I just wasn't able to do it. Let me ask some what kind of tools do you use? What are your favorite tools to uh, uh, to help business owners, you know, automate this stuff and, you know, being able to delegate things like that? Yeah, I would say that one of my favorite tools in the, is from in the CRM world is HubSpot. Huge, huge fan of HubSpot. We use Google Data Studio and Google Suite a lot. Slack is a big favorite of mine. ClickUp is the project management tool that we've been using and playing around with, and we love it. Caveat is any project management tool that you get, it's like a box of Legos. You can build like a two and a half wheel race car that doesn't go anywhere but in circles or like a 17 foot tall dragon that you see outside the Lego stores. They've got to be built in a way that, actually works for your business. And so HubSpot, Slack, uh, ClickFunnels is another big system that we use for our landing pages, Google Data Studio. And that kind of sums up, I would say, the big bulk of the systems that we use. You know, what's interesting about that is what I found with tech stacks is that there's very few softwares out there that can do everything, right? And even the ones that say they can do everything, well, you start to find out that they do 95% of what you want, but it's that 5% that's the linchpin that makes you just go, ah, I can't use this. 
you know, because it yeah. just doesn't do it as well. Right. A lot of softwares, for yep. example, yep. do calendaring, right. They help you choose calendars across right. different time zones, things like that. But all it takes is one or two times for it to screw up for everyone to just go back to Calendly. Right. And you, everyone knows yeah. that Calendly does it literally. the best. Right. And then you have to connect the plumbing. It's literally again. their name. <laughs> right. It's literally their name. Right. It's their reason for being. And what happens is, you yeah. know, like when you're trying to explain that to people, like which is the best thing to do? It's like, well, it depends. Right. So I come from a technology background where I'm, my job was to recommend and implement a lot of this stuff. Right. And I still mm. do a lot of it today. So like you, you know, like I'm looking for best in class, you know, like best in class for, you know, for, for page building or funnel building, you know, is click funnels, right. There are others out there, but you know, if you really sure. want something best in class, you know, go for it. You just need to make sure that it handles 100% of your requirements. You know, mm. last question for you though. Can you talk to us a little bit about a case study, about a client that you've had that you were able to implement these new tools, like get them off of their spreadsheets and into HubSpot and really help Mm -hmm. them blow it up? How did that look? I mean, you already mentioned the gym that did it in 30 days, but what other types of businesses have you helped that you've been able to, to achieve this type of success? Yeah, I mean, we've been able to achieve this type of success in multiple different genres. Typically, like I said, the online coaching consulting space is really where we're looking at. But I've had people that are, uh, they teach people how to do real estate investing. They teach people how to go viral on Instagram. Um, They teach people how to get healthy, get in fitness. Had like everything that you can think of in the online coaching space down to like helping people get with getting pregnant, all these different things that people do. It's really industry agnostic is what we do. Like I came from a world that was brick and mortar, came into the online world, started learning the online world. And I realized that, man, like business is just business. It doesn't matter if it's online, offline, it does not matter. Business is just business. But one of my favorite case studies that we have, they teach people how to invest into uh, real estate. And they were around 100-ish, 120-ish K a month. And their biggest problem was they didn't have the the optics into their systems to see that like their sales team wasn't actually calling the leads. Maybe they might call some of the leads, but they weren't calling the rest. And they sure as hell weren't calling them five, six, seven, eight times as they should be. And we went in, built out the infrastructure for the business owner to get out of running the sales team, got him out of running the sales team, got the data back showing us like how many times our leads are getting contacted, all these, you know, unsexy metrics, if you will. But once we did, we were able to take him from about a hundred ish per month to well over 350 K a month. And this is cash collected. Like I don't, I don't talk about like, Oh, look how much revenue we generated. Like this is cash collected. Took him at over 350 a month cash collected, got the owner out of the day to day, got him to be able to spend time with his family. And when we sat down and had our initial conversation, he's like, dude, I just want to go see my daughter's dance recitals. Like that's my goal. And I, I would love your help getting there. That eventually was where we ended up getting him. But we struggled with him too. He wanted to do everything on his own. He wanted to run the sales team. He wanted to do the marketing. He want, I'm like, dude, you can't. You got to pick one. You either be a business owner or you be a technician and you can't be both. And once he, once that clicked for him and he handed everything off, straight to the moon. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Kyle, where yeah, can people learn more about you and how can they reach out to you directly? Yeah. So if you guys go to seven figure industry, the number seven figure industry.com, uh, that's obviously our main page. You can grab all of our socials there. We're on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the big ones on seven figure industry.com. There's actually a place where you can get a free dashboard to actually see all of this data. So you get a free CEO dashboard on there. If you want to grab that, it's towards the bottom of the page, but yeah, seven figure industry.com is the best place to, uh, to get all of us. Amazing. Kyle, thank you for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff, you know, and just being able to get people really to take off their cape and hang it up and let other people 
be amazing at what it is that they do. That's really what this is all about. So thank you for joining me today. Love it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. See you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.